Hi, welcome to the Suits and Sandals podcast. You're with me, Moses Chavi, your host, and I'm glad that you're here and that we can share insights about our lives, leadership, uh, the quest for greatness, and all the purpose of the purposes that surround our lives. Uh, so today we're discussing about the different stages of life, different stages of life. So I, I learned earlier that God grants us different phases of life uh, in which he pours into our hearts, into our purposes, uh, bits and pieces of what he wants us to become ultimately. Like uh, what Doug Smith said uh, in the L3 leadership about these three phases, as he also learned from uh, John Maxwell. He said that when you're in your 20s, God grants you the opportunity to learn. And when you are in your 30s, he grants you the opportunity uh, to be sharp in favor and to start practicing the tools or the abilities that is placed in your life. And he grants you the opportunities uh, to, to, to sharpen the soul. And when you get into your 40s, God grants you the platform to, to speak out or to teach or to influence the domain that is given you on this earth. And I know that I've paraphrased that because I want to present it in my own way uh, based on my experience, what I've seen happening with my own life and uh, the people that I'm learning from every day. So it's true that when you are definitely in your teenage uh, period or season, uh, gold, grant you the opportunity to meet the right people it could be your parents it could be your older siblings uh, in, and indeed leaders in entities in school in church different platforms that god provides you for people to pour into your life according to the giftings that have been provided for you and such people actually spark uh, that 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 sleeping uh, genius in you to start realizing what you're good at but those are very airy years where you can still be everywhere. When you get into your 20s, they, these are more like formative years where the teenage excitement is gone and you start realizing that I'm growing up and life is really happening. And you start to learn practical steps uh, on how to lead your life. Things like to do your own budget, for example. Things like to, to lease or to rent your own accommodation and to budget and say how much do I pay for rent, how much do I eat, uh, and uh, transportation, basic things about life. So in, in your 20s, basically, you're figuring out how to lead your own life. If you're in college or university, uh, what happens is definitely you're living alone and you're meeting new people, you're trying to manage your own time, and you're trying harder to be an adult. So in the 20s, pretty much as formative years, you develop a sense of responsibility and you also get to to start to learn what are the core things that you need to focus on but to be honest in your 20s you are still scattered because the the proclivities of life where you still desire more fun and you still believe that you have more time uh, such beliefs what happens is they they skew your life towards a little bit of being wasteful especially being wasteful with your time that when you're in university you believe so much that that's the time just for you to study and pass your exams and figure out later what will happen with your life uh, when you come into the industry and get a job all right but what i saw like when once you hit the 30s you quickly wake up and realize that 
have grown old have grown out have grown old and you don't really have enough time for luxury you don't have enough time to still waste you start to know that either you get on a job that you're done with university and uh, if you're lucky probably you started um uh, your a job or work when you were maybe 26 or 27 but when the third is hit it's either you are at a stage where if you're not married yet in your late 20s probably you're getting married now or if uh, you are you are the type who gets married maybe at 35 you you're still now thinking of how do i manage my money because the early years package or salary or compensation at your workplace most of the time it's not very exciting like you're still figuring out how people survive in such an environment uh getting that much of uh, a paycheck uh something which hits home that probably your your salary uh has a 40% going towards your housing or 30% goes your uh vehicle maintenance if you have a car or just transportation if you're paying for taxis you know so there's a reality that hits you hard to say life is tough and indeed life is tough you know uh, if you're not born as a cheese baby where you know everything is spoon fed um everything is provided for you have a car at home probably you're going to college with your dad's car or your mom's car you you start to realize that there are technicalities about life that need systematic approach planning and understanding and you need to have a sincere heart to learn from those who have gone before us and there's also a reality that brings that down your pride that in your varsity years when you had money it was basically spending enjoying living well and making noise every evening to the people who were supporting you if you were being supported which is mostly the case uh crying out that you can't have french fries because you know you don't have cash um that you can't buy that best juice uh you can't ride on a better taxi or you can't bring a car to the campus so when you're now managing all those affairs on your own you start to realize that life is not that simple life is about planning you know uh managing your own life which is basically what we call self leadership you know the right time to wake up uh when to take your clothes to the laundry or just to wash your clothes uh you know what type of people to associate with so those um early 30s are still formative years but you learn faster because you you are now more conscious of time the time is definitely resting against you and those are also the days where if you are still holding a junior position at work you start realizing that it's people who are higher up the ranks who receive more money uh they receive more recognition they have more uh rewards and they have more authority in an organization and these are also the days when you still you start to realize that there's also something called entrepreneurship i know that um speaking into different uh, economic environments the story is completely different definitely if you grew up as a young lad or young chap in uh, in california usa you would basically be thinking about entrepreneurship and creating a unicorn when you are in your teenage right but in malawi and most developing economies we don't talk about entrepreneurship until you are like in varsity or after varsity some of us uh, learned about creating uh, mammoth organizations when we are already 
out of the university after working several years that's when we start to realize that oh it's possible for someone just to create an ingenious idea and create a big organization but it never dawned on us that that's how life works uh, that's why you see that even for the attempts that some of us did when we were in, in school uh, in, in the business arena we didn't really dream of creating something big or something that we can continue doing after university I remember my own experience uh, with my very good friends when we were in uh, in university at the Polytechnic now which is MOBAS under the University of Malawi we, we attempted multiple uh, stuff you know we we were the first batch that created uh, the t-shirts that we branded uh, Finale 07 because uh, we were graduating in the year 2007 so we created Finale 07 it was something that has never been done on campus so we did it for our our year group that we wanted to to spread the news and the joy that we are finales and definitely everyone wanted to get a branded t-shirt so we made good money behind branding customized uh, materials or clothes for ladies we had this small clothing for men we had all these polos and t-shirts you know it was a massive thing that we did and we made lots of money out of it but definitely we thought we didn't think fabric we didn't think textile we thought design something so cool sell the t-shirts and make some money i remember also when we were approaching the symposium for the final year students uh, we we started actually sourcing uh, suits you know uh, mostly for men so suits for men and would buy launder them uh, polish them up and make them look brand new and we were selling to students who didn't have suits and we made good money out of that i had several friends who were selling um, mobile uh, airtime uh, the scratch cards i had friends who were selling uh, confectionery on campus and pretty much somewhere much luckier they, they were running like the the college uh, shops, you know, or restaurants, the small mini, mini, mini restaurants. But people were minting money whilst on campus. But if you, we go back and ask each one of us who, who attempted to do a gig on campus, whether we thought uh, that thing could continue after campus, there was nothing like that. Most of us were like, we make money now, we support pretty much paying part of the fees and leave the other one towards the subsidy provided by the government or maybe we have something to eat, we can buy clothes and stuff. But after campus, each one of us was mostly looking for a job. There were some who were quite, you know, uh, on the matter to the point that I, I know several guys who continued, even from our group, who continued to create uh, good and sustainable businesses. But most of us, we didn't. We got tied to our companies and that was it. So that's what happens, that in the formative years, you could be attempting something great, like in your 20s or in your early 30s, but if you're not focused enough to say in my 30s i want to continue pursuing my passion especially for example entrepreneurship you realize that you drop that on the way so what i've learned is in the 30s uh, there's a point by god's grace that you wake up and realize that there's much more to life than this it's either i push uh, the obstacles in the workplace to gain my space in the workplace Oh, I start thinking bigger outside the workspace that my mind, whatever I've developed into, whatever I know that I've learned in the workplace, I've learned from circles, uh, from people who have gone before us, 
I can do more. I can create my own things. I can create my own waiting space. And I can exercise my gifts more because the Bible says it's your gift that places you before kings. It brings you before kings. It's not what you've learned. What you've learned possibly has sharpened a gift that is already within you. It has, uh, the, whatever you've learned has awakened the gift inside of you. So it's that gift, how you wake it up, how you sharpen it. Uh, that's the gift that brings you before kings and not your studies. So in the 30s, you start to realize that again because maturity has come and now your eyes are open. You've tried hard to earn some money and you realize that money is not made in the cubicle. Money is made when the ideas are, are, are pushed outside the cubicle. And also influence is not really gained in the cubicle. You can gain influence and authority in a workplace, but that's only one building, one company, one small space. Real authority is what is seen outside those walls of your office. So in your 30s, you grow quickly to realize that there's much more to life. Once you wake up, there are some who never wake up from that slumber and they continue into their 40s. So by the time you hit your 40s and God has, has to give you a platform, you're not prepared for whatever platform God gives you. So what I've learned is in your 30s, you need to take chances. You need to take more risks, trying out what you know, uh, trying out all the gifts, sharpening the skills and meeting the right people, studying more and spending money more towards personal development than spending money on, on frills or spending money on the shiny things. It's more like if, if it's about studies, do as much studies as you want. If um, you, you want to, to test some businesses or some investments, fail forward. Like invest crazily and fail forward and learn from those experiences. If there's a specific area that you desire to venture into as an entrepreneur, as a minister, or whatever it is, right? We have so many ways of um, satisfying God's call on our lives. So whatever it is for you that God has preordained for you, then definitely you need to exercise your 30s into that category. Like you can't copy someone's life. So you'd see someone actually pursuing um, aggressive entrepreneurship when you're stuck in an office, but pretty much maybe, maybe, just maybe, uh, the workplace that you're in or the next one, that's where your lessons are for you to be effective when God gives you a platform in your 40s. And it's not all about sharpening the soul so that you move out of the workplace. Some people are meant to be career people, but they are going to grow quickly to the point that these are the ones who are going to lead massive organizations in future. So you also don't lead massive organizations from outside. You lead by being stable, by learning the ins and outs of what you're doing, the trade, uh, the industry, what the business is doing. You study a lot towards what you're doing. It depends on your passion. There's nothing like move out quickly. So the ones who move out quickly, it means there's a call on their lives to move out quickly. So you don't copy paste. But use the 30s to discover quickly what you're meant to do when a platform is given in your 40s. This, this actually helps a lot. I've spoken to people like now, I'm in my 30s, I'm in my late 30s. I've spoken to people who are in their early 40s and the ones who are just transitioning into their 40s. The, what is called the mid, mid, midlife crisis usually starts at this time of transition where people feel like, what am I going to do with my life? I haven't done much. And there's too much comparison with the people, your peers or your age group who look or appear like they have achieved massively way beyond anyone can imagine. But 
we need to understand the source. Where is that growth coming from? When did it start? And what sort of calling and purpose and giftings and networks and positioning and timings and opportunities have been accorded to them? So we completely leading on different radars. Like literally, you can't just copy paste. So I may be flying lower, you may be flying on 30,000 feet, but there's a time when the turbulence may cause you to come a little bit down and the clearance will cause me to go up. But regardless of where we're flying or whether I'm in a chopper and in a jet, but whatever is happening, at the end of the day, if we are on course, we are in our, in our own lane, where we're going actually to turn God's purpose on, on our lives and to achieve the calling, I will to exercise the calling that's upon our lives, it's okay. There's no competition among ourselves. All we see is to celebrate what, pe- what other people are achieving. We also celebrate our wins and we mourn the losses and we learn from our weaknesses and failures. So we keep on pushing and keep on moving. But the strength that we need and to desire on that, what people call a midlife crisis, which is just a learning period, is how much have we planted ourselves in our 30s to prepare for the 40s. So if you, even if you're in a workplace, you're not moving anywhere. What happens is when you're in your 40s, that's where you are holding senior positions. You could be head of department, you could be a director, a chief of something. There are people now who get to become CEOs of established businesses. If you didn't prepare for that in your 30s, either people will not identify the gift in you to give you that responsibility, or if they give it to you, it may still be, uh, you may not be ready. And it could be disastrous for you because you didn't prepare for it. Similarly, if you didn't prepare your mind to get into entrepreneurship in your 30s or in your 20s, what happens in the 40s, you may always think it's too late and you're quite risk averse to invest, to try to do things. Because now you're thinking it's only 10 years to 50, then it's another 10 when you get to 60 years. Working backwards, you have 20 years to retirement if you're retiring at 60. Or if you're in a business, you're thinking that whatever I saved pretty much may be blown away in the next 10 years and I will not survive. So you're so afraid. That's why failing forward in your 30s or 20s helps you to governize your life in the 40s when God gives you a platform to exercise your gifts at a wider level, at a bigger level, at a regional level, continental level, at a global level. So there's nothing like you're you're lagging behind because sometimes like the talk that we're having now, someone may not have realized that in their teenage, in their 20s, they are learning. And in their thirties, God had, had given them something to do or to talk about as we refer to what Doug Smith said or John Maxwell, that you may not realize that God has given you something to say in your thirties. And then in your forties, God has given you a platform to do that. Uh, what would happen is um, if you're already in your thirties, later thirties, forties, and you have not started doing that, you may become desperate or you may think your life is done and there's no chance that you can actually redeem the time. But no, uh, I heard something, a very important word or phrase today, uh, that when the time that you realize or you learn something new, it's your morning. It's your starting time today, right? Someone who's in the U.S., uh, that's what the pastor was talking about, the pastor that I was listening to, was saying that someone who's in the U.S., they, they are not in the morning. Pretty much maybe they are still sleeping. It's either early hours or it's actually an evening or night time but for you probably maybe it's your morning so for you if you realize that 
oh, I've missed that. I need now to work towards redeeming the time. This is your morning. There's nothing like I'm late. No, uh, redeem the time from now. That means if you were not learning what you're supposed to learn, you don't know anything about your job, you don't know anything about your business, you need to learn 10, 10 times more than someone who's already there. So if you're in your 40s and you're learning now how to exercise your gift, you need to put in more time. You need to stay in the gym. You need to eat healthier every day. There's, there's, not, there's nothing like three cheat days where you're eating pizza when you're, when you're exercising your muscles and you're in your 40s. There's nothing like I'll start studying in your 50s. You don't have time. You just need to start now. Uh, if uh, you've never managed your finances well, you've never saved your money, it means you start now and you definitely have to look for a greater percentage than someone who's saving from their teenage years, right? So someone who starts early, they have an advantage to gain momentum, okay, over years. But someone who starts late, definitely time is working against us. So it's very important to do whatever we are led to do diligently without feeling stressed or pressured. But just know that I'm against time and I need to work at it. I need to do it every day. I need to make sure I'm sharpening my skills every day need to make sure that i'm learning every day i'm networking and connecting with the right people every day i don't have time to experiment i don't have time to test whether my friends are trusted or not or to choose someone i know that they've always been betraying me and i still think they can be my friend i'll try to fix them you don't have to have that time for someone to waste your time to pour negativity to betray you to steal from you it's, it's not worth it it's a time when you minimize your inner circle because you know people who can add value, only quality people who can add value to your life. You know the type of studies that you need to do now. It's not like I'll test every certificate for what? For what? If it's for joy and for excitement, do it. But otherwise, you do something that you know, if I get this certificate, I'm going to apply it in the next five years to the point that in the next 10 years, I'll be a very different person. You don't have time to dilly-dally and to... Uh, to try out uh, strange things but we keep on learning without stress without pressure but we are focused you are focused because in your 40s a platform is supposed to be granted to you to do the unimaginable no, nothing that the world has heard no ear has actually heard and you never expected it but god already prepared the table uh, before the earth for you to walk into to sit enjoy bask in god's glory and to deliver the gift to the world. That's the gift that will set you before kings and nothing else. And when you talk about excellence, uh, the word in, uh, uh, in Proverbs actually says that, uh, have you seen a man who's excellent in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not serve before mere men. He will serve and stand before kings and not mere men. So when you're getting into through your 30s quickly and you move into your 40s, you need to sharpen your skills, sharpen your gifts to make sure that you can serve before kings. You can walk in the higher corridors. You can talk sense into the earth and not act like a child. There was a time when you were a child. There was a time when you were learning like a child. But this is no more the time when you behave or continue to behave like a child. So today we're discussing about the phases of life so i say that in the beginning years obviously in the teenage and 20s god is giving you something that will build you up that will direct you to your purpose but in your in the 30s you're given something to say in your 40s you're given a platform but we need to be careful on how we approach those phases of life there's no stress no depression but when we realize that we are at the right phase we need to attain the knowledge and the wisdom 
to be able to exercise the purpose and the activity and the calling that God has called us to. So until next time, this has been Moses Moses Chav, your host on Suits and Sandals podcast. And thank you for listening. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the episode and thank you for being a great audience on Suits and Sandals. To ensure we reach a wider audience, please like the podcast and share with your network. Until next time, it's goodbye.